Welcome to 30 by 30 by Candace and Jake, a podcast about life up to 30 and everything that comes after that. You'll hear us rant about work, relationships, dirty laundry, passion projects, and Cheetos. So if you're an avid consumer of Cheetos, please listen. On a serious note, if you're just like us, in your 20s, dreading the upcoming 30s, give us a listen. We are currently releasing episodes twice a month on the 15th of the month and the last day of the month, just so you know what our schedule is. Keep on the lookout or stay up to date by subscribing to us via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podcast Addict, or maybe a few other ones, but I know everyone's mostly only on these three. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. We appreciate it very much. Now on to the episode. Welcome to episode 13. It's been over half a year in this COVID-19 world. Restaurants, bars, theaters, and yes, gyms had to close for safety reasons. Although some gyms have reopened, we are unsure if it is a good idea to visit the sweat-filled gyms at this time. So, have we been staying active at home? What kind of new workout routines have we implemented? Or have we just let ourselves go? Let's talk about what we've been up to fitness-wise. So, it goes without saying that... Working out and exercising is pretty important in staying healthy. With the outbreak of COVID-19 and everything closing down due to social distancing rules and minimizing spread, we've been forced to find other ways to stay active. I am not a fitness guru, nor am I really objectively fit or healthy. But as I do get older, I do think I need to try harder to take care of my body. So I have been changing up how I exercise to reflect that. Jake, do you feel like how you exercise now? prior to COVID shutting everything down? Do you feel like that's dependent on your current age and is it different than how you exercised in your early 20s? My current workout routine is definitely different from pre-COVID. Pre-COVID even, I think my workout routine was even different compared to when I was in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. I think I actually had more discipline when I was older because likewise, when you were saying, as you get older, you feel like you should take better care of yourself when I was younger, I felt like, oh, I'm invincible. I could do this. I could do that. I'm fine, right? I have the energy for that. And then when you get older, you just realize you really need to take care of your health, your body, and exercise is that main thing. You didn't think in your early 20s you wanted to look like super sexy <laughs> or something like that. You didn't want to work towards that kind of goal? Or were you already like, nah, man, I'm already sexy. My metabolism's on point. I don't need to do anything. You're right there. I felt like my metabolism was on point. Like I eat so much and then I get hungry so fast. No matter how much I eat, it just doesn't really show. Everyone feels like I'm already lean. So it's like, whatever. And I never really cared for that rocking big biceps or abs or whatever. Even as a teenager, when I used to swim on the swim team, I had abs, but I was like, I didn't purposely show it off. This is a result of my swimming. Mm -hmm. I was still skinny though. I wasn't like, puff. You don't feel like if a girl was like, damn, I like my guys with some abs. Who would you? (laughs) Depends on the girl, but that's a different topic. (laughs) Okay, fine. Yeah. So how was your fitness like in your early 20s? Yeah, same as you. Early 20s, I didn't really exercise at all. I think in college, it was more like if other people were exercising, I felt like I should be, so I would follow them. But then aside from that, my metabolism was pretty great also at the time, so it didn't matter so much. Looking back, maybe it wasn't that great, (laughs) but I think it was okay at the time. And I think because with the rise of social media and stuff, I see way more hot bods on Instagram now 
that kind of fucks with me a little bit versus when I was younger. I didn't have that sort of comparison. Not that I'm trying to compare, but I see that kind of stuff more often now. So I'm a little bit more like, oh, maybe I should focus a little bit more (laughs) on myself. Wait, let me clarify. So you're saying you're seeing more of that social media now that you're older? No, it's that there has been a rise in social media. Like Instagram wasn't a thing. Facebook was Facebook, but no one was really posting pictures every day on Facebook. Yeah. There's a lot of other forms of social media that can kind of alter how you view yourself a little bit, which is bad. But I think it's still okay just because it makes me want to work out. Not to look awesome, but more like just be normal and healthy, I guess. So I didn't really exercise, but it wasn't until I got into climbing a little bit later because I realized I was gaining weight after college. and I kind of needed an outlet. But even then, it was less about the physical exercise and I think more about mental because from climbing a lot and exercising a lot, it kind of makes your mind a little bit more clear. That's kind of what I was doing it for, to make myself feel better mentally rather than physically. Cool. Well, that's good to hear. I actually never thought about exercise and a mental exercise or kind of meditation kind of style. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that later on, about the climbing and how that impacted you. Oh, yeah. Going back to your exercise routine, you mentioned something about you just really wanted to take care of your health. And I felt like exact same thing. I didn't really care for the body. I just wanted to be healthy or at least have my body maintain itself in its own healthy way because everyone has different body shapes and sizes, right? I'm not trying to body shame here, but it's like, I feel like everyone should ideally have some form of exercise or some form of like routine that keeps them healthy. They don't have to rock a rocking hot bod as society like deems it with like abs or like a lean body, whatever, but just create your own to make yourself feel more energized and lead your own lifestyle. And that's where I feel like both of us were trying to go towards with exercise. Yeah. And I think especially now that we're kind of in our late 20s, which means work is kind of important. Career is a little important, right? Now that you've been working a lot more recently, you have longer hours, you kind of go in on weekends sometimes. Do you feel like your career or your job has affected your exercise in terms of time or motivation or energy? So I'll first speak to pre-COVID regarding this. I actually had a lack of motivation when I first joined my previous job. So I think the first year, it kind of helped cardio-wise because I biked to work. It was like three miles bike ride and I was actually biking against the wind. I know. You bought a new bike for it. Yeah. I was still biking, but I didn't actually purposely set aside time to do exercise, exercise. Mm -hmm. Because I was so drained from work, lack of motivation, all the things you said. But then afterwards, I thought about it and said like, well, I should purposely set some time because then like if I really want to take care of myself, I will do it. Yeah. So like it's just a whole willpower thing. And so that's when I started waking up earlier and I would sleep earlier. So I would wake up at 6.30 a.m. and it was rough in the first few mornings. And I would go and swim in the outdoor pool, even if it was winter and cold. Well, I mean, it was heated, but it's like you get out. Yeah. It's really cold. And then after a few days of doing that, I just kept pushing myself and then it just was normal. Making it into a habit. Yeah. After a habit, it became uh, pretty much a lifestyle. And if I ended up skipping a day, my body would be itching to swim or it would feel really uncomfortable. You get that urge to do it. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you had that or... Well, for me... When I first started climbing, I was going two to three times, four times a week. And so I made that into kind of my routine as well. Again, this is all pre-COVID. And if I didn't go, I'd feel really shitty. 
But when I kind of switched industries and I got into IT, I really shifted my efforts towards studying a lot and working a lot to progress in my job, especially because my main driving force at the time was to move out of my family home at the time. I really, really needed to move out. Staying there was not good for me. So I spent a lot of time studying. When I was at work, I kind of just gave it my all. Like 100% of the time, I'm always just trying to intake information. If my coworkers were talking about something that I didn't understand, I would be listening and then I would look it up. Or if they were talking about something else, I'm always just listening. So I'm never relaxed ever at work. Because of that, I was so mentally fried at the end of the day sometimes that even climbing at the gym didn't relieve any stress for me. And when I switched to my newer job and things got even more difficult because it got even way more technical, I had to do that learning process all over again. And the climbing gyms in the recent years got even more crowded. So whenever I went to the gym, I literally had to stand there and wait 10 minutes before I can get on the wall. And then once I get off, I have to wait like 10 minutes again to get on the wall. And that wasn't helping me physically. And that wasn't helping me mentally either. I just go home even more frustrated that I couldn't get my exercise done. So yeah, I feel like job definitely affected my motivation and my energy levels. Right before COVID hit, I wasn't even going to the gym. I was paying for membership, trying to make myself go, but I would go maybe like twice a month at most. So I suck. (laughs) And now I'm going to eat a Cheeto because I brought it. (laughs) Oh, I don't have Cheetos. Mm. (laughs) This is where I'm at right now, guys. Eating Cheetos and be Mm -hmm. like, I didn't go to the gym. Do you feel that it's because of Instagram that climbing gyms got more crowded? I do feel that social media probably plays a part. I mean, if you're okay looking at yourself and you're fine with that, that's fine. But then if you're also on Instagram a lot and you see a lot of the hot bods, And then you start to think, maybe I don't look as good as I think I do. And that kind of just fucks with your mind a little bit mentally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do think it affects it. Yeah, that doesn't sound very healthy. Well, in terms of the job, it's great. You're putting in so much effort into it. And then it seems like you're doing all you can to excel, which is a positive thing. I think you are a great example for people that want to do not really over the top, but at least going out of your way to really get into the field that you're in, because I'm definitely not doing that. But I guess that really affected the exercise portion because exercise shouldn't be a burden for people. It should be something that you enjoy because you're taking care of yourself. It's like a self-healing thing. But then you go to the climbing gym and you see all these people and you're just like, oh, all these like Instagrammers and these bloggers and whatever, like just because super popular and stuff. And then now you have to wait extra time. And then I can sense your frustration even thinking about it. I don't know how climbing just got super trendy all of a sudden. I really don't know how it got so trendy because now it's going to be in the Olympics as well. But Mm. I just saw this uptick in the amount of people that went all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I think five or six years ago, if I told anybody, hey, I go rock climbing, usually they're like, oh my God, that's so intense. That kind of stuff. And then now when I tell people, they're like, oh yeah, me too. Which gym do you go to? And I'm like, when did that happen? With that, because of how fast social media trends, information spreads so fast nowadays. But I think also it's that novelty of it. Like back then you're saying it wasn't as popular and then probably someone, some influencer. Oh, yeah. Probably like saw it and made it blow up because they're like, hey, check me out. I'm doing this cool thing now. And then they get famous for it. And so everyone wants to follow suit. So I feel like maybe that's how the chain of events happened. Maybe, but I'm not enjoying it. (laughs) So brush off the crowd of gyms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Way back then, did you have certain 
goals you wanted to meet when you went three or four times a week? Did you have certain routines that you stick to it every day, a climbing routine, or did you always have a challenge? How did you do your workout? I think when I first started, it was more like, my life sucks and I need to not think about it. (laughs) Just climb till I'm tired. That was how I did it. And then I was progressing in the level of difficulty that I was climbing. And then at some point, I kind of hit a plateau where I wasn't getting any better. I kind of spoke to a few of my climbing friends about why I wasn't getting better. And then one of them said, I probably needed to focus some of my exercise and my workouts to help with that. They were saying that probably I should do some more pull-up lock-off training because that, you know what that means? (laughs) Your face. (laughs) Okay. If you're doing a pull-up, right? Yeah. You do a pull-up, just keep it. Keep it like this for as Ah, long as you can. And then you kind of do it on climbing holds too. So they have at the gym climbing holds where you just hold holds like this. So you're not necessarily holding a pull. You're holding like holds and you kind of pull up like this. And you just hold it for as long as you can and keep working on that. And then sometimes you do Frenchies, which is like, you pull up and then you go to like a 45 degree angle and you hold it and you go back up and they go to a 90 degree angle and you hold it. Those kind of exercises or doing deadlifts to do kind of more all around toning. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends who told me what I needed to work on after watching me climb. I think one of them was core. My core strength wasn't good enough. I wasn't tensing hard enough on my core. My core wasn't strong enough to keep me from falling off the wall in certain scenarios. So I did a lot of core related exercises. That kind of stuff, mostly just to improve my climbing, Mm -hmm. which did help. And I ended up busting a finger and then I had to go through that all over again. (laughs) Busting your finger? How'd you do that? I pulled a tendon or there was like a tendon that ripped. How'd that happen? I was trying to climb something really hard and the move was out this way, like to the left. But I was also on an incline, so more gravity as well yeah and the hole that i was going to was not that big either like i'd have to catch it but it was still at the angle too so you have to use more strength to keep yourself on i tried to do it a couple times and on my last attempt i it hurt but i didn't quite feel anything i was just confused i was like that feels weird and then my finger felt a little numb Mm -hmm. and then i was like huh that feels really weird i'm gonna stop climbing I didn't even think about it, but the next day I tried to pick up my phone off the table and it hurt so fucking bad. Like I've never felt that sort of pain before. It was like this sharp pain. And then I realized, yeah, I like fucked up my finger. I think it took six months to heal. Ooh. Yeah. When was this? I don't know. Some time ago, 2016 or 2015, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It took like a month of not climbing at all mm-hmm. and then a month of PT and then three months of climbing like the most basic beginner level shit. And then I just kept doing that for like the next half year until it fixed itself. Currently, is it at 100% or is it almost okay? Or is- I would say it's like 95%. Okay. I can do everything normally fine. I can even climb normally fine. But if I try to climb something really freaking hard that really focuses on that tendon, I guess. Mm-hmm. then after a while, it gets a little sore. I see. But generally, okay. Glad to hear that you're at least 95% better. That's an A. <laughs> <laughs> I really worked hard on that PT. Oh, good on you. What about you? I know you did swimming. I know you go to the gym, but do you ever focus on any particular goal? I'll first talk about lifting weights. So when I lift weights, I mainly focus on just like areas of my body that I felt was weak. Definitely my back is a major one because my posture is not good due to my health conditions. So that was one. Number two was just the upper body because I felt like that would help with the posture as well. It balanced with the back and the upper body. 
And then of course, legs, because you use your legs every day. Swimming uses a lot of your core and then pretty much works out your whole body. So that already helps and it burns so much calories. I am very biased in swimming because of the fact that you are basically racing in a pool of liquid, which has much more resistance compared to air. Like I do not like running because also the impact on your joints on the cement, my knees Ooh, kind of yeah. give way sometimes. So I don't like running. I'd rather choose swimming because you're pretty much like floating, quote unquote. You're just like you're in a relaxed state. Anyways, when I swim, I have sets that I make out for myself. But every morning, I would try to reach at least 3,000 yards before I get out. Sometimes I would only reach like 2,600 because of timing. Like I had to go to work or like my sets took longer or something like that. So I ended up being shy of 3,000. But that's my goal I wanted to hit. And lastly, I would do certain sets where it's kind of like sprinting where you time yourself. And so at the very last moment, I would sprint certain sets like 100 yards freestyle, you know, 50 yards freestyle, breaststroke, blah, 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 and try to improve every day. I wasn't really strict on it because I had no one else to push me but myself. Right. But I would still try to reach a certain time. That's cool. I wish I had gotten into swimming because probably would be less fucked up everywhere if I had done that instead. I'm glad you're doing that for your health as well. But just the running thing, my mom has told me like, oh, why don't you follow your sister running? But it's just like, man, I know I need to do cardio. At the moment, I'm just like, nope, I still don't want to run. <laughs> it hurts my knees. <laughs> it does. And I know a good part of it might be the type of shoe you're wearing and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But even then... I feel like I do wear the correct shoes, <laughs> mm -hmm. but running on concrete or cement for long periods of time does do some wear and tear on your shoes as well. Mm -hmm. I would rather try to run on grass if I could, but mm. there isn't any place to do that. Yeah, especially with California right now. Oh, you know, well, the grass is on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. When you work out, do you actually take care of what you eat? I mean, you're seeing me eat Cheetos right now, so like... <laughs> so it's a no? So it's a no, but in 2016, around the time I was trying to get really good at climbing, and when I was really working on focusing my workouts towards that, I did also change my diet as well. So at that period of time, I think it was a whole year, I cut out basically all carbs, all sugar. Whoa. Yeah, no rice, no bread. No bread? You're toast. I know. I ate a lot of whole foods. Mm. Not the company, but like fruit and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I set kind of like a calorie limit per day of how much I could eat as well. Only allowed myself a cheat day once a week. But with that, I did lose about 15 pounds. Whoa. But I didn't look like emaciated. I was working out and I was eating correctly. So I think I needed to lose that 15. I think that was just 15 of fat. It wasn't 15 of muscle that I lost. That was hard, but I think after maybe like a month, it wasn't that difficult anymore. And going to restaurants and stuff, usually I don't like to order salads because I'm like, what? why the fuck would I? But, <laughs> and my friends would look at me too like, why are you ordering salad? But I needed to keep up with what I was trying to do for myself. I'm curious, did you actually feel like besides losing the 15 pounds, every day when you woke up, when you changed up your diet, did you feel less sluggish? Yeah, I did feel less sluggish. I felt like more energized and I felt more ready to work out too. And I never felt heavy and food coma-y. I need to take note of that. I actually didn't know that you used to do that because I was never strict, which is kind of bad, right? Given how much I swam and worked out, I never stuck to certain diet restrictions or when I just ate what I ate. 
I think it, your metabolism lets you do that. I think mine was slowing down around that time. So it started to show like if I was eating whatever I used to eat, hamburgers or whatever, mm-hmm. then yeah, it definitely showed. So I needed to change that. But I mean, now I'm eating Cheetos again. So <laughs> and I also didn't eat chips. Oh, wow. So no carbs, no sugar. So no soda. Soda, I'm able to cut out my diet. I don't really crave soda at all for the past few years. Mm -hmm. I would only just have like a craving. And even if I did, soda drinkers are going to hate me right now. I would chill it. And me and my sister, we would like just open it. We'd take like a sip and we're like, I don't want it anymore. Here, do you want it? No. And we would like just let it go flat. (laughs) I moved on from soda to sparkling water now. So Mm. yeah, that part is going to be easy. Yeah, I, I like that. So soda is gone, but chips, oh man, it's so hard to to cut out. I don't think I could ever cut out Cheetos. I don't think you could cut it out either. I mean, I did for that year. I would go to the supermarket and I would stand in the chip aisle and I'm like always tempted to get a bag Mm -hmm. every time. And I'm like, do you want to stick to your diet? Do you want to lose weight? Or do you want to be a fat ass? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I want to lose weight. (laughs) Then I would walk away and be sad. Oh, yeah. I'm just imagining watching you in the aisle, just like talking to yourself, like, <laughs> like crying in front of yeah, the Yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> I would text my friends afterwards, like, I just walked away from Cheetos again, and I'm sad. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I've talked to like a general nutritionist about my diet and stuff because I got my blood tested. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And they said that I wasn't eating enough healthy fats. Mm. Like instead of chips and all that crap, I should be eating more avocado, fish. I could eat fish oil supplements if I need to, or like nuts, uh, like the healthy oils and fats. Were they saying you had too many unhealthy oils? They said it was on the higher side, but I wasn't in the danger zone yet. So I feel like when my metabolism slows down, I'm going to be like, whoop, danger zone. Oh. I'm going to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually have the sheet still saved right here where mm. they circled what I should eat. I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but it says healthy fat. Ah, oh, yeah. Right there. They like start it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I should probably take note of what you did. That's really good discipline on you for a whole year. I don't know if I can handle it. I got disciplined in like in going to the gym, but man, changing my diet. I love my burgers. I love all that fatty food and stuff. I, I can't. I mean, it helped that I was kind of broke. So Mm. it was easy for me to just choose the healthy option. If I can spend $3 on Cheetos or $3 on like two Mm -hmm. avocados or something, I would Mm -hmm. probably choose the avocados. But now that I have a little bit more money, going out to eat is like, oh, I could do that now. Mm. (laughs) So it's much easier to eat unhealthy with money. Question, since we're on the nutrition side, Because then I've never really tested it just because even now I feel like my metabolism is so fast. But people say or online says that if you eat more nuts, stuff like some kind of protein, it would keep you full compared to like if you ate chips as a snack. Yeah. At my previous job, I did do that actually because we had nuts in the kitchen and we had like four different kinds of nuts. We had almonds and peanuts and There was more, but we also had bags of chips, right? But me after eating a bag of chips versus me eating after a handful of the assorted nuts, I definitely felt better eating the assorted nuts over the Cheetos or the chips because the chips made me feel a little bit like greasy and a little bit tired and sleepy. But the nuts just was like, okay, I don't feel hungry anymore. I need to do that. (laughs) I'm so bad. Well, they're salty too, like the nuts Mm. and stuff. So some of them are salted. It satisfy like the savory part that I'm craving. Hmm. without feeling like shit. Man. All right. I need to take note of that. (laughs) (laughs) But just one last thing in terms of dietary restrictions. It wasn't really a restriction. 
but when I started lifting, I actually started taking protein powder. Oh, nice. Okay. Just to like try to bulk up a little bit because then actually my parents or some people still say that I'm too skinny, but I actually don't take the full recommended amount. I actually take half. So I don't try to go nuts on it or whatever because I've never taken protein powder before and I just drink it with, it recommends water, but tastes like shit. <laughs> you use like milk or something? Yeah. I tested d- different types of milk too and I have to use almond milk. That tastes mm. the best with my protein powder. Okay. Which one do you use? It's called Combat. My sister got it for me because my sister is actually big on lifting and stuff because she was part of the Dragon Boat team back in college. So I just asked her, like, I have no experience with protein powders. Can you just buy me one? And so she just bought me that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Do you feel like you've gotten a little like extra meatier? I personally don't think so. It's probably because I'm me. I see myself every day, but... I've gotten comments where they say like, oh, did you bulk up or something? But uh, mm. I don't know. I, I don't feel it. It's more like just having that proportional fit body because I've always grown to be a lanky kid. Even when I swam, I think I, because I burned so many calories, I ended up just being a skinny stick. Yeah, you were a skinny stick. <laughs> so closing this part off, on the topic of gyms, mm-hmm. have you ever witnessed or been a part of any weird or funny gym stories? Maybe people using machines completely wrong or people being gross and not wiping their sweat or guys hitting on girls. Anything? No. What? When, yeah. When I go to the gym, I'm so focused on myself and I'm like in my zone and I actually don't even bring my phone into the lifting room. So I'm not on Instagram or anything. I just put on a podcast or some playlist and then I'm just in my zone. I just want to complete my set and then I'm out. So I don't really Mm -hmm. pay attention to other people. Even back then, when I did go to the gym in Davis, I did more cardio rather than lifting. So I did badminton. I actually did some running back then. But the one thing I can say is not when I was working out, but when I was a lifeguard, if you've ever seen swimming lanes, it's big enough for two people. They can split and have like their own lane, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this guy. And so the rule is if there's two people in the lane, they can split, but you need to let the person know that they're going to get in so they're not like blindsided or something. Yeah. And I was trying to assist somebody, try to get in with a guy by himself in a lane. Okay. So I signal him and I was like, hello, sir. May this gentleman split with you? And he just like stares at me and stares at him and says, no. And just like keeps going. I'm like, oh my God. What? <laughs> and so I don't understand people like that. I'm just like, what? Why? That's the rule. Like I'm the lifeguard. I could technically kick you out. I don't get it, you know? I want my own lane. Right? Some people are just so selfish. But that's probably the only story I have. I'm sure you might have more. What you got? Okay, I'll talk about the stupid mansplaining stuff in a little bit. I want to ask, when you go to the gym, do you ever see guys flex in the mirrors often? I don't really pay attention to that. But I probably have seen it before. It probably just It's not something that I would want to remember. Okay. We had this guy in one of our gyms once. I don't remember his name, which is fine. We ended up calling him Flex Man (laughs) because I guess a group of us, each one of us kind of notices sometimes occasionally flexing or checking himself in the mirrors, any mirrors in the gym, not just in the bathroom. Just like he walks by a mirror, he'll like bust a pose real quick. (laughs) And like more than once, my guy friends have walked into the bathroom to see him come out of like a bathroom stall and just explosively flex really hard. What? He'll just walk out and he'll go, bam. (laughs) Is he part of like a body shaping competition? No. And he'd be shirtless too. So he like, he's like checking himself out. And my friends are just like, that's interesting. If it just happened once, that's just no big deal. But they've seen it happen many times. They're like, what the heck? 
the worst part was this guy didn't wash his hands either. Ew. <laughs> so he would come out of the bathroom, flex really hard, and then just go back out and climb. So we're oh. just like, uh, let's not climb on anything that he climbs on. Oh, damn. That's hella nasty. I hope everyone washes their hands after they use a climbing thing. Who knows what he's touched? That's clearly showing off then at that point. He wasn't that buff either, though. But we're like, well, you do you if you want to see progress. It was just kind of a funny thing to see. Mm-hmm. In terms of mansplaining, this happens kind of often at climbing gyms. I don't know about recently, but when I was going, starting from like 2014 to 2017 or 18, I've definitely experienced this multitude of times. And it was kind of more okay to me when I was a beginner and I didn't know anything. So if guys came up to me like, oh, you should do it like this and like this, I'm like, oh, okay. But then when I got better, it's actually good etiquette to not just tell someone how to do something in the gym. You don't just go up to someone and go, oh, here's how you climb this in case you're wondering. Because a good part of what's fun about climbing to a lot of people, well, bouldering in particular, is trying to figure out how to climb it. It's not just a ladder. You don't just go straight up. There's like different movement involves, shifting of weight. There's a lot of different ways to climb the same problem up. And the way that each person does it is like up to them, their style. And so it's just fun for people to try and figure it out. That's just part of the process. And so I was trying to climb something and there was this guy who was kind of known in the gym to be somewhat of a creep and also mansplains a lot. He came over to tell me I was doing it wrong. (laughs) He like watched me from afar and then came over and was like, oh, that's not how you do it. You need to jump. And I was like, well, I knew that's an option because I've seen other people do it. But I also knew I didn't need to jump and I could do it a different way. And my style of climbing is a little bit more static, which means I don't do dynamic moves. I don't do quick bursts of movement to try and get something really far. Yeah, don't rip another finger tendon, please. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't like to do a lot of jumping. I like everything to be slow and static and controlled. And so I said, oh, no, I think I'm just going to try and do it this way. And he's like, no, I think you need to jump. And I was like a little annoyed. And I was like, okay, have you done this one before? And he was like, no, but I know that's how it's done. And then I was like, okay, do you want to do it then? And he was like, and then he kind of like backed off and he was like, oh no, well, I injured my finger and I really just can't get on these holes right now and do that kind of stuff. And then I was like, don't come here and tell me then if you can't even do it yourself and you've never even done it yourself, don't come here and tell me how it's done. So he kept talking. I just ignored him and I ended up doing it my way anyway. And then immediately he just walked away. Not like, oh, cool that you did it your way or you did it the other way. Oh, I didn't think it could be done that way. It was more like, okay, I'm just going to walk away. (laughs) That's his pickup line. Well, I think so. A lot of guys do that as their entryway into talking to girls. Uh, Maybe in other scenarios, maybe in other settings, maybe in other environments that might be more okay for girls. But from what I've talked to with other girls at the gym, we all just don't like it. I assume it's not just you. You've seen other girls interact with guys like that too. Oh yeah, like a lot. There was another one where I was... Mm -hmm again, trying to figure something out. And so in climbing, there's a start hold and there's a finish hold. You have to start here with both hands here. And to finish, once you got to the top, both your hands need to be on that one. And so I was kind of working on it and I couldn't figure out this middle section. I didn't know like how to maneuver. And so I was falling off at that point and I kept trying to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get onto the middle and just try to work out the sequence. So I'm not starting from the beginning. I'm just trying to work out the sequence in the middle to see what would work. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, the start is down there. And I was like, I know. I'm just piecing the movements together. And then immediately he just gets up on the wall and does the problem in front of me. And that's considered pretty bad etiquette. 
because usually if you know that someone's trying to figure something out or work on it, you're usually supposed to ask, like, is it okay if I hop on? Or do you want any help? I can show you like how I do it or how I found a way that was useful to do this. But he didn't ask. He just did it. And then he came back down and then he looked at me and he was like, like that. What a douchebag. I just didn't say anything for five seconds. I was like, okay. And then he walked away. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, if I were already telling you that I know how to do, you don't need, that's how guys are in the gym. Me being a guy at the gym too, I'm trying to think what's going on in their heads. Like, are they expecting a response from the girl to be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Something like that. To be honest, based off what I've seen, a lot of new climbers, regardless if it's a guy or a girl, if they see somebody else who's able to do something that they can, they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then at some point, once they get a little bit better, they're kind of like, oh, well, that's cool. But like, I would prefer to work on it myself kind of thing. So it's kind of like they don't know how to really do it or they don't know their style yet. And so any advice that they comes their way, kind of, kind of just like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, once they figure it out, kind of like you're already a seasoned climber. You're just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the problem is just that they don't even bother asking if you want the help. They're just like, I know how to do it. I'm going to show you. And mm. I'm so cool. <laughs> Definitely purposely showing off here and there, huh? Yeah, not a fan, dude. So don't ever do that. No, just try to think back. But it's hard for me to have stories like that just because I don't do those things. Yet when I'm in the gym, I'm just in my zone. I don't care about other people. So I do sometimes eavesdrop on personal trainers because i'm cheap oh my god <laughs> sometimes i would eavesdrop because i'm nearby and so i would like learn perfect form and posture so it's kind of nice but with swimming it's hard to really instruct somebody because you don't really look at other people you're looking at the floor of the swimming pool the whole time there's only when i'm on my kickboard that i'm like looking at other people but i wouldn't go up to somebody like hey you're doing your butterfly wrong like even if they are i'm not gonna insult them like that it's only when I have been approached actually on like my stroke or something where they're just like, hey, can you teach me butterfly? Can you teach me? Like, I've been trying to get this down, but I can't get it. But it looks like you know how to swim. It's because I was on the swim team. Then I would answer them. I wouldn't go up to somebody and be like, yo, I was on the swim team, man. Bro, you ain't doing it right. Yeah, that's good on you. You're practicing proper etiquette. Yeah. When I'm in a gym, I'm doing this for me anyways. Yeah. I'm not there for other people, so I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> it's only when they come up to ask me that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll help out if you really need it. It makes sense because climbing is kind of more of a social sport anyway. So people mm. do talk a lot and socialize. And I see. Sometimes that just happens. And yeah. When yeah. you're with your friends, you ask them, you're like, how do you do this? How do you do that? But that's because you're friends. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to my swim team days. It's like we were not social because... If we started talking, number one, our coach would yell at us and tell us to shut the fuck up and listen. Number two, we rarely had rests. Our intervals were so fast that like when we got up, we were just like <laughs> out of breath, like, <laughs> oh my God, how many more? <laughs> Three more. Okay. Okay. Go, go, go. And then that's it. That's like within five seconds, you have to go again. So we didn't really talk <laughs> until mm. like after practice. Anyways, douchebags at the gym. Not cool, man. Not cool. That's not how you get a girlfriend. <laughs> a lot of guys try. Yeah, well, you need to teach these guys. Not <laughs> me, like... man. The guys should teach each other. Like, yo, don't go up to her like that and do that, man. <laughs> so with COVID, now that we're in the present day with the gyms closed and whatnot, did your exercise routine change? <laughs> okay. Well, my gym has been closed 
since March and I froze my membership. And I know there are some gyms that are trying to keep themselves afloat and generate revenue. So a lot of them are offering virtual classes like virtual yoga or vinyasa (laughs) and stuff like that. Or I think now they're offering outdoor social distancing classes and stuff, but I haven't participated in any of them. And my membership has just been frozen. And because of work from home, I was actually working a lot too. So like nine, 10 hour days. I just was so fried afterwards. I wasn't exercising. Sometimes I would walk my dog, but still not very often. Yeah, I just went from very little exercise to basically no exercise. Oh, no. And ordering a lot of food, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah, I am not so great right now. (laughs) Yeah, I can kind of say the same too. I actually just started getting back into it, but tried to do home workouts, but it's hard to motivate yourself because you're at home. It's a different environment. And then you don't have all the tools and equipment. And then, as I said, I hate running. So my option for cardio is not there. The swimming pool is actually open, but I'm so sketched out right now that I don't want to go where I'm going to change. They don't allow me to change on the deck. I'm not going to go in that stuffy locker room. That's a COVID breeding ground, potentially. Yeah. So I just got lazier and lazier and I stopped. The one thing is I actually snagged a pair of dumbbells for a pretty decent price. Lucky ass. Yeah. So as people probably know, dumbbells and weightlifting and all these gym equipment were so overpriced. I said, hey, look, I feel like crap for the past like four or five months. I haven't worked out. I should probably invest in a pair because I probably won't go to the gym anytime soon. And so I searched for dumbbells for two months. And then luckily, (laughs) this guy on Craigslist had a set of the adjustable dumbbells for the value when it's new. So I basically messaged him right away. Within three hours of him posting, we agreed on time. I met up with him. It was just some middle-aged guy said like he barely used it anymore. Um, Gathering dust, checked it out. It worked out. And so I basically saved on the taxes and shipping. And so I was really lucky on that. It's been three weeks now. I've been slowly getting back in a lifting routine. And I got myself a bench too, so. Oh yeah, your cool foldable bench. Yeah, because I spent money on this equipment. So now it's like forcing me to work out. Ryan actually brought home some resistance bands. Hmm, okay. We have a 30 pound and a 40 pound one. Cool, cool. Well, I haven't been using it that much. I was for (laughs) a little bit and then not so much lately. I actually have one of those pull-up bars. I think you have the same one. I actually left it back at home home and I went to go pick it up yesterday. Oh, Yeah, so it's still in my car, but I'm going to put it up and get back to doing those pull-ups again. (laughs) Damn, I should... When you told me about the pull-up locks and stuff, I used to do pull-ups and not as much. I should probably start doing that because pull-ups are... I mean, based on how you describe climbing and everything, it seems like it's really good for your back. So I should probably do that a little bit I mean, you said you wanted to focus on your back. Like, pull-ups are the best way. Yeah. We used to play games with it. So we used to, like, do a pull-up and then do, like, this. Oh, like the side-to-side ones? And we call it corner on the cob. Oh, yeah. And then we also did these, Oh, which we called uh, washer machines. Oh, like circular motion. Yeah. Got it. Oh, yeah. That's something I should definitely get into then. Basically, I have to change up my entire workout routine, even if I have equipment now. It's just not the same, right? I don't have those like rowing machines anymore. I don't have those assist weight machines. There's a lot that I don't have. And so I actually had to Google like bench and dumbbell only different <laughs> types of exercises you can do. There were so many that I had no idea as I never did those because I would use different machines for different parts. Yeah. You do like lat pulls with your dumbbells. Yeah. All these things I had no idea. I was never really a weightlifting person to begin with. It's just now I'm conscious about my own body and health. Like, okay, I should probably start doing it. And now that I have these dumbbells, there's no excuse, right? I paid money for this. I should use it. 
Yeah. It's hard to be motivated at home though sometimes. Oh yeah. If you don't have friends doing it with you. It is tough. What my sister does is she has her own workout set too. So she lifts and stuff by herself, mm-hmm. but every weekend she has a set time where she does yoga and ab workout with friends. Oh, okay. And they would zoom and they would play the workout video at the same time. They go like one, two, three, go. You should do that with your friends. I'm good. What? Why? Why not? <laughs> See, besides you, I feel like I don't really have friends that are motivated to work out. I have one friend that all he does is eat cupcakes all day and he just <laughs> like big good lounges with his dog. I have other friends that are like so busy with their own lives or again, work consuming their time. Yeah. They just want to like relax. And so it really takes willpower and good motivation to really get a good workout routine going. So that's true. So with the current situation, some gyms are actually still closed, but some gyms actually start opening up. Did you actually visit a gym recently or bother going or even want to go? I think I'm so confused by our phases of reopening because I feel like it keeps changing and then different phases. According to some of my friends who work at climbing gyms, there's like a type one, type two, type three (laughs) phase as well. So phase one, two, three, type one, two, three, or something like that. And the climbing gym falls into some type of some phase. And so apparently they just received word that the gyms can open again, the climbing gyms, but at 10% capacity. That's good for you, right? Yeah. So for my gym, it'd be like, what, 10 people, maybe 15 people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Each gym probably has different rules in terms of how long you can be there. It has to be a reservation online, Mm -hmm. but I don't know whether it's like a two hour reservation or a three hour reservation or something like that. In any case, I know there's hundreds and hundreds of members at my gym, thousands probably. And so I'm sure those climbing reservations are really popular and a lot of people want to go. So the chances of me going more than twice a month is probably not going to be very high. I haven't bothered going. Same here. It's definitely no mass when swimming. I know chlorine will most likely kill the virus, but I'm just like, no, I don't want to risk anything or whatnot. So yeah, whatever. Just drink the chlorine. You'll be Mm. fine inside and out. (laughs) Yeah. And then with California being on fire right now, too, speaking of running, that's oh, also yeah. a tough thing to do right now because of all the smoke. Yeah. So typically in the summer, I like to do a lot of hiking, camping, backpacking trips. And in addition to all the physical exercise and benefits I gain from going out and hiking and all of that stuff, I do like to use the outdoors to clear my mind as well. It's just a relaxing, get away from everything. No social media, no phone, nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just the easiest way for me to exercise mind and body without really thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, we're in fire season right now in California, which didn't used to be a big thing. I don't remember growing up staying inside in the summer to stay out of unhealthy air quality. But I can remember the last three or four years, each year we're breaking wildfire records. Yeah, it's pretty bad this year. Yeah, the thunderstorms that came in sparked a shit ton of fires. Mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom actually said that that thunderstorm started 300 something fires. Wow, that's crazy. And in 2020, apparently, California has burned over 3 million acres. Oof, jeez, it's really sad. Yeah. On September 9th, that was the day when we woke up to darkness. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that was really scary. I woke up and I thought it was still 5 a.m. or something, but I was like, holy crap, no, it's just recovered. Yeah, my dog was trying to get me to wake up. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's like six <laughs> in the morning. What do you want? And I looked at my phone and it said nine. I was like, nah, I must be fucked up. <laughs> so I like turned off my phone, turned it back on, and I was like, nine. I 
think something's wrong with my phone. So I went to go pick up one of my watches from my desk and mm-hmm. I was like, nine. Is it really nine? <laughs> it was so dark. It was nuts. Like the whole time I was at work, it was just black. It felt like nighttime. And we're like, why are we still here? Isn't it like 10 p.m. right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like our circadian rhythm felt like fucked up. Yeah. It was like so much smoke and ash in the air. We just oh, had gosh. no sunlight. I was actually on a Zoom call that day from like 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And the entire time outside looked the same from 11 to 7. I didn't know what time it was. Yeah, it was nuts. I always joke, you know, we're just missing the zombie apocalypse for 2020. (laughs) And it's complete. (laughs) Now, for me, I actually think an earthquake will happen. Uh, That's very likely for California. I think the big one will probably just happen. And that's just going to tick off our 2020 bingo. Woof. Well, I better put my alcohols in the lower levels of the shelves then. <laughs> I was thinking I probably need to get an earthquake backpack together. Yeah, I should probably do that too. <laughs> well, this has been a very fun episode talking about exercise and our current crazy California and COVID situation. But one thing we want to close off with is how do you think you would go about building a strong workout routine and habits? I think in general, in order for something to be a habit, I think you need to do it every day for seven days, right? Mm -hmm. Like that would make it officially into a habit. You really just need to have clear cut goals and then just stick to it and don't break down. And then after seven days, I think it just gets easier. At least it was for me. Mm. That's how it worked with the the food related stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then you just cry in the chip aisle. (laughs) Yeah. Internally. (laughs) Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's just you just got to keep doing it. And eventually that habit forms into a lifestyle. And then at that point, you're already doing this so regularly that when you stop, you just feel like crap not doing it. So you just need to have that willpower. And in that mentality, just like, I need to get this done. This is for me. And of course, I feel like exercise should be for yourself. I feel like it shouldn't be for, I need to impress this person. I need to like look good on Instagram or like look good versus, I just think ultimately exercise is for your own health. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy. It never is in the beginning. I don't think anybody finds it easy to start. (laughs) Mm -mm. So don't worry about it. Just keep trying. Yeah. With that. I'm going to keep eating my Cheetos now. (laughs) Let me go back to being fat. (laughs) You guys, please go be healthy and not be like me. No, right? Set a good example. Gosh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm eating lettuce, toast, and bok choy. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Thanks, guys, for tuning in. As always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us. All right, guys, catch us in our next episode. Peace out. Bye. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And again, if you have any questions or comments. Or Cheetos. Oh, yeah. Send them our way. Thank you.